You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello there, welcome along to the OTI Podcast. My name's Colin Kelly, as always, bringing you the show here each and every week. A special uh, Monday edition of the show been uh, broadcast to you here uh, today so maybe you're listening to this later in the week maybe uh, obviously it's thanksgiving week so we had to readjust the schedule a little bit and uh, for thanksgiving my guest is going to be uh, one of my i say this on every show uh, one of my favorites to, to talk to and scott really is uh, one of the good guys out there so it's uh, scott fish and uh, he is the senior analyst at fanball.com you'll all have heard of the scott fishbowl he is the creator of the scott fishbowl believe it or not and uh, he's also part of the great team there at uh, the ball rush podcast and we'll be talking in a moment about the great uh, fantasy cares that he does so uh, scott how have you been keeping my man doing well doing really well just uh it, it's weird having a job being uh, having my job be in the fantasy industry because <laughs> i at sunday night i watch the game and then i'm actually excited to go to work the next day and dig into stats you know it's uh it's very fun having a job here yeah so you obviously uh with fanball and uh, there's your first year with them as they've kind of re rebranded and uh, come back in i guess uh we'll start off yep. how is how your uh your kind of introduction, your switch over from, uh, I guess we'll call it the real life of uh, work to, uh, to, to the fantasy life. It's good. It's good. I it's it's so much better for the family. It's so much easier to you know I can write at home if I want to. I I, I come into the office as much as I as much as I can. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really nice to have that really flexible schedule. But the the biggest change is I've gained about twenty pounds now. <laughs> so I, I've gone from a, a nice you know six three two fifteen wide receiver to a six three two thirty five tight end or something. So uh, yeah, well, um, you're six three, so you're you're on the tall range. Uh, I can still though say that uh, I'm six six, so I, I still have that That's, one over you. <laughs> wow, nice, very nice. But uh, obviously, um, uh, it's great the content coming out with Fanball, and it is obviously I, I was delighted when you got that role based on the the great work you do, and we're going to be talking about that work in just a little moment. But I want to thank all the listeners for coming along, listening to the podcast, and of course, if it is your first time here, maybe you followed a link that uh, Scott has shared on Twitter. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, come back each and every week. We're available iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. We're available pretty much everywhere you get podcasts. If your favorite podcast app, just search for the uh, Overtime Ireland podcast. You'll find us there and uh, leave us a written interview. does help us very much. And I want to give as well uh, a quick uh, plug to uh, one of our sponsors here. It is NFL Shop Europe. They have uh, been kind enough as uh, this season as we move along. They give us 10% off all orders on their website. And uh, all you have to do is use the the links. I was about to say use the code. The code is no longer there. It is a, an exclusive link now. It's up on Overtime Ireland on the home page that is overtimeireland.com on the right hand side or you can also click on uh, the affiliates link there and you'll see all the different affiliates we have with amazon uh, different ones up there uh, audible and so on so do check that out as nflshopeurope.com they're pretty much uh, the nfl shop but it's better uh, shipping rates for people here in europe and save 10 percent off all the orders uh, up there so they kick a little bit back then here to uh, ota so much appreciated that is nfl shop europe and of course use those links that i have up on twitter or else uh, through the ota website so Moving on now, getting into the real interesting stuff. The folks are here to hear about what we think about the NFL and what we, we're planning to do in fantasy football. But I mentioned this Thanksgiving. We'll have a little bit of a theme running throughout the show of uh, you know what we're thankful for, maybe what we're not thankful for uh, in the fantasy season mm-hmm. so far. But uh, you tweeted out that... Uh, you had uh, gone along, you seen uh, the Justice League, and then I haven't seen the Justice League yet, so no spoilers there, please. Uh, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, with uh, you mentioned you seen Thor, and we'll probably we'll keep it to uh, 
try not to spoil it on anyone maybe waiting for the DVD edition mm. to come out. I, I, I seen this uh, Thor film maybe like four or five weeks ago. Uh, is, it's still playing in cinemas in the States. <laughs> it is. It is still playing. It's probably on the tail end of going out. But uh, I think during the holidays, they tend to keep movies in the theaters just a little bit longer. Cause, yeah. uh, Squeeze a few more yeah. dollars out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, the, we got rid of the the wife and kid or the wife and I got rid of the kid. <laughs> you got rid of the wife. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. Uh, kid went to the grandparents. So we went and watched both movies right in a row just to, we never get to the theater. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, those double showings can be a lot of fun, and yeah. c- certain films, you know, you get certain films that are maybe three hours long. It can be a, a long, Ooh. long set. But uh, no, I thought Thor was a, a hell of a lot of fun, and I went in with mm-hmm. after the the Thor films of the last couple of ones with maybe limited expectations. I enjoyed the first one; the rest were kind of a little bit limited in yeah. my opinion. But there was uh, there was some real, uh, real, real funny lines in this one that I was uh, really doubled over in my seat laughing at. That's exactly how I felt. I liked the first one. I thought the first one was, you know, watchable. It was an, it was an entertaining watch. And then this one I thought was the best of them. It was definitely funny. I felt that uh, it kind of went went almost into Guardians of the Galaxy mode. There was a lot of similarities mm-hmm. in the, the kind of comedy style. So if you liked uh, Guardians, I'm pretty sure that you, you would like Thor. So do check that out if you uh, haven't done so already. And uh, obviously I mentioned a different show and what we're thankful for and uh, this is, I meant to mention it in the last show when I was tweeting it out, I, I realised the last edition with Bob Harris was episode uh, 275 and I couldn't believe that I have uh, that amount in the book, so this wow. is 276 and I started it out just you know, a little bit of a hobby, do not go back and listen to episodes 1 through uh, <laughs> maybe 1 through 200 uh, but there's hopefully been improvements since that there but uh, it just started out, out as a hobby and it's grown into, into something uh, very very much a big part of my life and Obviously now uh, doing work with Rotoviz has obviously grown into something a little uh, bigger than I probably ever expected. But much much uh, appreciation for all the, the listeners and of course all the guests that comes on. I'm I'm really blessed with the the lineup of guests. When I when I look back through some of the guests and guys that I've on like you even Scott on a, on a regular basis. I'd on Bob Harris last week. Chris Harris was on a couple of weeks ago. Sigmund Bloom. Pretty much everyone uh, from around the industry uh, and to have all those on. And uh, it's just uh, thanks again to all the listeners and of course thanks to you Scott for uh, jumping aboard today. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me, and, and congratulations on all the success, man. That's that's a lot of episodes. Don't, nobody go back and listen to my first podcast episodes either on any shows. <laughs> well, uh, I'll do I'll do a deal, Scott. You don't go back and listen to my first ones, and I'll not okay. go back and listen. To you. <laughs> Sounds good. They should just uh, yeah. they should be just deleted from the the record books uh, forever. Right. But uh, obviously, uh, we're thankful for many many things. And uh, first up, you mentioned that this is a tweet word for word that you tweeted out uh, over the last couple of days. Just talk to the the closest. Toys R Us looks like the uh, morning of December 2nd is shopping day the fantasy community really came true uh, for so many kids this year $14,273.22 for Toys for Tots USA uh, and the, obviously as well uh, with the additional uh, one timer fantasy league that you ran this year there was over uh, $1,040 raised for the, the Houston flooding so uh, I'm going quite well in that league as well so uh, that there's obviously another nice. reason that I, w- I wanted to bring that up but, uh, <laughs> nice. but uh, obviously um, Scott uh, absolutely uh, amazing uh, achievement this year with uh, all the work with uh, Fantasy Cares Oh, thank you. It's, it's, I mean, I do organize it, but it's really the fantasy community that just gets behind it. And that's, it means so much, not just to me, but just like, I'm sure it means just a ton to 14 plus thousand dollars. My, my kid gets toys for Christmas and you know, he, he loves them. He's spoiled his fight, his light face lights up, but 
these kids normally don't get that. And I'm just thinking of new toys going to them. And that's just, it's just amazing. Over 22,000 we've raised in the last three years. And obviously uh, all the listeners have probably heard you on the show before and know what you're doing with Fantasy Cares. But I'll just give you a moment to explain Fantasy Cares and what it does, obviously for underprivileged children getting those toys. Sure, sure. Yeah. Basically what we do is we, we take donations all summer. We run a bunch of different styles of best ball leagues and, and, and fun little contests that people can participate in. And we get, you know, donated prizes, whether they be, you know, subscriptions to sites or SFB spots, uh, fishbowl spots. Um, and we give those out, but, uh, mostly it's just having fun playing some fantasy games. And, uh, we take all that money and we buy a ton of toys. Yeah, fantasy a, cares yeah fantasy cares.net yeah it's definitely something to check out and i know lots of our listeners will have heard me talk to various people on the show about being in the scott fishbowl what it is different leagues i'm in mean, capitalist pigs too that you organize as well there's so many different leagues but a lot of people are always wondering how to get in and there's i can't even remember but scott how many people are in the scott fishbowl this year 720 yeah, this so year 720 it's growing every year but there's people still wondering how they can get in of course you mentioned the satellite uh, kind of leagues is a, a great opportunity to win your way yep. into these competitions and also help out uh, with the the toys for tots stuff as well and of course fantasycares.net to check out all that stuff i do uh, i think it's just absolutely tremendous so we'll have more thankful stuff as we go through the show but we're going to head on now to some injuries that happened in week 11 i mentioned at the start of the show we're recording this on monday so we're a little bit, uh, usually it's a kind of Thursday show or a Wednesday show. We're more looking ahead to the, the upcoming week's action, but we're more looking back this week. And uh, of course, uh, one of the big uh, disappointments of this last week was uh, the injury news. And Chris Thompson of the Washington Redskins, he obviously had been promoted into a bigger role with Rob Kelly picking up and going on IR the week previously. And uh, Thompson obviously was diagnosed with a, a right broken tibula and requires season ending surgery. So for somebody who has been uh, looking, you know, so good on uh, limited opportunities this season, was going to get some more. He was looking quite good. Uh, he had a lovely touchdown catch in the, in the first half against the Saints yesterday, and obviously now out for the rest of the season. It's a it's a terrible blow. Yeah, and with uh, with Rob Kelly also out, it's basically all Samaje P Ryan now. There, that's pretty much all they have. It. Chris Thompson was one of those fun, exciting players to watch in bright spots. It, we've lost way too many good players this this season. It really, really sucks. Yeah. So obviously, with uh, his injury, it was one of those kind of. It was a zero RB candidate as we headed into the season. Somebody yep. who we thought would get that PPR work, and with that, there he is on a hell of a lot of my roster. So uh, <laughs> uh, it didn't it didn't work out there. You mentioned Samaji P Ryan. He's kind of disappointed this season so far, but he yep. did rush twenty three times yesterday for one hundred and seventeen yards and a touchdown. And uh, there, week eleven loss to the Saints and uh, it was that was probably possibly the game of the week uh, so far it was uh, obviously we have Monday yeah. Night Football to go yet but uh, um, uh, an amazing comeback by the Saints and just a, a great performance by the, the Redskins and Kurt Cousins they just didn't get it done then but uh, P. Ryan uh, had a nine yard catch and uh, he only had one other target so two targets one catch for nine yards and he is known for putting the ball on the ground he had a, a fumble in this one as well so that is the concern but pretty much now we'll see if they take anyone in through free agency to, to try and you know shore up the backfield but pretty much it's going to be uh, him or nothing the rest of the way can if it stays like this uh heading forward you kind of have to put him into that uh, rb2 mix you know as the season I, progresses I, yeah i think you do it's they they have a an okay schedule going forward as well uh 
it's hard not to. I mean, he's going to be the only guy. Anytime you can get, especially this year with all the injuries, anytime you can get a a running back that's basically a sure thing for 12 to 15 touches a game, and he might be a sure thing for more than that at this point, you you really got to go after it. Yeah, so the the fumbles are probably the main concern, but the workload should definitely be there. Uh, Obviously, we're recording this on Monday that the Redskins might make some moves to maybe to get some veteran help, but on in terms of veteran help there's not a lot out there at the moment uh you know that you'd be really saying that if somebody came in that would eat in a lot of that work is there anyone that you could see digging into it no there's there's always those d'angelo williams types that are out there Richard but matthews just, is still yeah around. <laughs> yeah Wait, yeah i don't know uh, ryan was, matthews yeah or sorry yeah. ryan matthews yeah uh, maybe richard jennings also. <laughs> oh yeah we can oh, dig man. maybe a, a, yeah, mad, a mad bradshaw will come back for one more run <laughs> But There's a it, lot of not yeah. very good out there. Yeah. So it's uh, it's obviously looking like it could be uh, his week. So if he's on waiver wires uh, in your leagues, obviously we're recording this as a pre-waiver wire one for a change, um, you can go out and try and get him. I think uh, you know at this stage of the season, it's probably the best opportunity you're going to get based on uh, value for the rest of the season at the running back position. Uh, another injury at the running back position that I kind of knew once this happened, I thought, I, I didn't know, I thought first it's his Achilles, and then I thought maybe possibly his ankle. But when you see the replay, and I'm kind of bad like this i go back and i was watching in game pass i hit the back button a couple of times just to see what happened but uh dante foreman uh, got a second touchdown of the day but he suffered a torn achilles uh, against the cardinals in the, in the texans game he uh, kind of it was an explosive run he looked um you know he looked pretty good in this and he's been kind of eating in to work for uh, lamar miller as the season has gone on he had one week there where he had pretty much no touches but outside of that he's had a, a nice little uh, kind of rookie season but the achilles injury for the running back is one that we know is uh, a devastating injury so obviously as a rookie very very disappointing it was a 34 yard touchdown and it was his best day as a pro so that just hasn't worked out but you could just see you know he got the tackle and he fell and when he landed he just you could see the ankle was limping usually that's either a broken ankle or else it's uh, the achilles is just blowing out so the rest of the way i guess we're uh, looking at uh, lamar miller like i yep. mentioned previously miller should just get the the workload here yeah, and I'm I'm just worried about that team in general. They just they don't really have much to spell him other side outside of like Alfred Blue and crap still. And uh it it's basically just gonna be Savage feeding Hopkins even more now, I think. I, I can't imagine they're gonna have Miller touch the ball 30 times a game that that'll destroy him i don't think he's a 30 touch a game back so it it just spells to me that the texans are in even a worse situation and i'd almost want a little more hopkins share because he might his targets might even go up because of this that's weird to say but it might yeah and when we're talking suppose when we're on it like hopkins is just uh he's just match up you know those people particularly in dfs people weren't wanting to play uh weren't wanting to play him this week going up against patrick peterson but i i took a few shares of him i I started him in a couple of leagues like those leagues where um at aj green obviously he scored a touchdown yesterday but i sat aj green and i you know i was more confident in playing hopkins just because he was going to get the work and he plays in from the slot so sometimes but you obviously can get some of those uh rub routes and get separation that way but on his touchdown it was just uh you know just went and pretty much bullied uh, Patrick yeah, Peterson. just manned up yep. yeah it's uh deandre hopkins with savagin is averaging nearly seven targets per half with <laughs> with tom savage some wide receivers a lot of wide receivers don't even get that in a game and he's getting approximately seven per half just under 
and uh, obviously Savage isn't a he isn't a good quarterback, you know, in nope. terms of uh, the NFL. But he's certainly, if you're a Hopkins owner, he's been sufficient with just peppering him with targets to uh, allow for that to happen. And uh, it's just he's a fun, fun player to watch. Uh, moving on to another wide receiver, and it looks like he has escaped a serious injury. That is Kelvin Benjamin, and I kind of thought the worst because it was so early in the game, and he exited and did not return. He was ruled out yeah. pretty, pretty quickly, and yep. obviously he. Uh, tore his uh, left ACL in 2015 in preseason, and uh, people kind of thought it could be ACL uh, after this one but it looks like he at this point in time has uh, escaped serious injury so I guess we'll we'll breathe a sigh of relief there yeah well uh, the sigh of relief is nice I mean it's good that you know he escaped injury but it, it seems like if if McDermott decides I'm gonna go back to Peterman maybe there's not a quarterback that can get, can get him the ball so I don't know how startable he'll be I, I don't but, have yeah. a, I, I don't have up the uh, Peterman start stats but I guess we'll mention I think it was five interceptions he finished with was it Yep, five interceptions, uh, six completions yeah, for 66 just, yards. I was just going to say, I was wondering if he had more completions to the uh, Chargers <laughs> or to the Bills. But <laughs> it was close. A, and I seen, uh, I can't remember, I seen Matt Harmon tweeted it out. Uh, I'm not sure, I think it might have been James Coe, one of the, the fantasy analysts uh, for NFL.com uh, this week uh, had tweeted their bold prediction was uh, coming up and it was uh, with... with uh, Tyrod Taylor to come in and uh, score more points this week than uh, Peterman. So that was a, a, some shout. That's impressive, yeah, and he did by by a. In by fact, Tyrod Taylor was a top ten top ten quarterback in fantasy, I believe, he, and uh, only he, played a half. He had a rushing touchdown. He had a touchdown yep. pass to uh, Lashawn McCoy, and obviously McCoy uh, beasted it again. And this one, obviously, they got pretty much blown out though uh, with the Chargers' defense. And uh, I know we don't talk much defense here, but uh, Joey Bosa is just uh, still unreal. You know, he, unreal. He, obviously, people were saying you know he sat out. He didn't uh, you know play last preseason he sat out and then he came in a couple of games late into his rookie season but I, I think uh, per game I think he has uh, the most um, most sacks per game uh, at this stage of uh, any NFL career so uh, very very impressive overall and I think it's 21 in 22 games or 20 in 21 games something like that it's yeah very close to one per game and uh, if you haven't been watching the Chargers this year just check out uh, check them out and see uh, when they're on the defense just watch uh, Joey Bosa every quarterback he plays against is just under severe pressure and I guess we'll put in this is one of the things we're not thankful for but uh, with uh, obviously the injury news that we went through there we have uh, injury the injury that we are least thankful for for the season and this uh, off season, uh, I was a big proponent of uh, Spencer Ware, major, major, major in the, in the MFL ten leagues. Uh, I have him in a lot of my dynasty leagues, so he's sitting on IR in quite a lot of places for me. And obviously, then uh, West came in and uh, absolutely tore things up. There was one league where I, I traded for Spencer Ware. It was actually my home league. Traded for Spencer Ware, and uh, uh, then shortly after it, the the guy that owned Spencer Ware uh, drafted Kareem Hunt, and obviously <laughs> it's worked out just amazingly for wow. him on that one. But uh, so. So uh, with uh, Spencer Ware, he is the injury that I'm least thankful for, the one that has affected my teams this season. Is there any that you can think of, Scott, that has uh, really uh, hurt your season? Which one can't I think of? I, I guess mean, I, I could add in Chris but, Thompson moving forward as well. <laughs> yeah, well, my biggest two were Odell Beckham Jr. and oh, David yeah. Johnson. Yeah. I mean, the, those two basically platooned two of my teams. Just... It's amazing that it's only like, well, it's probably like five weeks since uh, OBJ got injured and then uh, with uh, Johnson it was a little bit earlier, but there's so many injuries this season, you almost be, you forget about those guys getting injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true, it's, it's been, true. It's been yeah. insane. 
there's some every week to like refresh the news feed of who's injured. It's it's unreal. Yeah, that that was my biggest one. OBJ was my worst one though. That completely that took a playoff contending top of the line team that was really weak at wide receiver at, to nothing because I just that that was my one weakness wide receiver. And once I lost him, I'm starting Terrence Williams and stuff like that every week. Yeah, no, and I I have one team in particular that I had him on that. Uh, just uh, I had depth at wide receivers the only thing getting me through but I've had a couple injuries since and uh, Mr. Adam Thielen has been really getting me through over the last couple of weeks and obviously with the Vikings uh, they stopped the Rams this week I, I mentioned it on last week's show I thought it was a good test uh, to see how this offense done uh, Goff has had some issues while playing against you know the better offenses in the league he really has torched the more deficient offenses in the league if we yep. call them that but uh, this week again obviously it was a, it was a tougher matchup for him uh, against what I think is are you know a top three defense without a doubt yeah. in the league so with uh, the performance this week i think we're going to have to give the, the vikings defense credit but when we're looking at the rams offense did you see any uh, issues with what they were doing that maybe going forward they could have struggles with going up against uh, more solid defenses like this well i think that the vikings are specifically tailored perfect to to play against the rams honestly because we're we're so fast in the middle there that we we've held guys like alvin kamara to 10 yards and and chris thompson to 40 yards like pass catching backs have not been abdullah was held under 25 yards receiving i mean like pass catching backs have not been able to do screens against the vikings and that is something the rams like to work Gurley into this year and once you took Gurley and that out of the game uh, we were able to cover their wide receivers fairly decently. Uh, I think the bit, I mean, when Cup fumbled at the goal line, when Harris stripped that ball, that was that was the turnaround. That I mean, was it, was seven, it was seven. It was yeah. yeah, it was seven seven. It would have been p- potentially fourteen seven them. Instead, completely flipped flipped around, and the game was basically over after that. Yeah, and uh, you know it started off looking very bright for uh, for the Rams with that Gurley touchdown, but obviously slowed down after that. Uh, Robert Woods, uh, you know, he's been on a a pretty pretty massive run over the last couple of weeks, and uh, I own him in quite a few leagues as well. But this week I was concerned going up against the Vikings, so I sat him. He did have eleven targets, eight receptions, and eighty one yards, which is still yep. all very good numbers all around. And uh, but he did uh, suffer an injury, as you alerted me to. I actually somehow <laughs> missed this yesterday. Uh, you alerted me to uh, prior to coming on, so. Uh, we're still unsure as to the, the nature of that shoulder injury, but uh, we're hoping that he's going to be good to go. But what's your what's your uh, consensus guess on what's going to happen here with his injury? It it definitely did look like a shoulder, like a labrum or a collarbone type of injury. Um, they they did take him on a cart. He didn't walk back to the 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 locker room. They did take him on a cart back to the locker room. Um, I guess he was in a sling, and that we'll find out more today or tomorrow. I guess, but. Uh, yeah, that, what you said about Goff is is so true. Though he's the Rams, uh, the Goff has faced has done very well against some very poor defenses. It's kind of like the Saints have won what eight in a row now. And if you look, they face like Trubisky and Hundley and Cutler and like like six of the quarterbacks they faced are just terrible quarterbacks. So it's it's uh, we're gonna get some tests here down the line. I believe the Rams play the Eagles next week. Is that correct? So I'm, I'm not sure, but we'll say for this uh, moment it is correct. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna get some tests here coming down the line and definitely early in the playoffs. Yeah, it's uh, it's obviously um, you know you mentioned the Saints as well, and I think they're the the defense might get found out, but overall I think what the offense done yesterday was uh, absolutely legitimate. The running game, yes, was, uh, oh, awesome, completely. Yeah. 
on the on the topic there, it, it went very well together. As uh, Scott was saying about the, the Rams, they're actually playing the Saints, so it, uh, it paired very very well together. That should be a game that we'll see uh, who actually you know maybe uh, the legit one because we're we're looking at maybe question marks around them. The Saints, uh, I heard yesterday, the first team to start zero and two and then win eight consecutive games in the in the modern NFL era. So, but I, I have to say what they done, particularly in that late drive uh, yesterday to tie the game, then get the two point conversion, then go on to win it, uh, was very impressive overall. So we'll see how they do the rest of the way but uh, obviously if Woods is injured and it is uh, even a week to week or a long term injury uh, Cooper Cup yesterday had 6 for, for for 6 for 64 he also had the fumble that you mentioned near the goal line Sammy Watkins 3 for 36 so he, he really didn't help uh, himself with that there it's been a, a tough season all around for uh, Watkins um, but we'll see it's been uh, it's just it's not been what uh, the Sammy Watkins owners out there would have wanted to see. The Vikings then obviously uh, it's another big day for Thielen. Uh, Case Keenum has been looking very well. We're kind of it's quieting down the kind of talk around Teddy Bridgewater. There's no need to make that change instantly, and I think that works better for Bridgewater for the Vikings and for Keenum because it just gives him more time to to get fully healthy and to get fully adapted. But uh, Diggs was kind of kept quiet. Uh, he had caught four passes for 32 yards, so a quieter day for him. Kyle Rudolph had 50 eight yards receiving of five receptions and that there was his uh, highest performance of the year so obviously that's you know shows how disappointing it's been for him i was surprised when i read that uh, I, and then, I am too yeah. wow so you know i i kind of thought that he would be a, a top five tight end coming into the year the potential was there he gets the red zone looks but just hasn't worked out so far for ken rudolph but we'll see what happens down the stretch but i guess we have to uh, give uh, some praise there to Adam Thielen. Yeah, uh, I'll let you so touch. Good. I'll let you touch on him, and then of course uh, Stefan Diggs. This isn't something I'm concerned by. Stefan Diggs is uh, a beast, and it'll it'll come. It'll have, it'll have more big games than games like this. Yeah, Thielen. He's a top ten wide receiver in the league. Last year, last offseason, I was talking to a, a pretty big name fantasy guy. Came on our show and said he was watching Adam Thielen tape from the year before and was just bored. And it shocked me that you could hear it on air. Just my shock in that because Thielen is so fun to watch and he makes such acrobatic catches. He made him in this game as well. That it's just unreal how good he is to watch. And I'm glad that the numbers are finally coming along with <laughs> with how fun he is to watch and uh you mentioned obviously you know watching him what he's been able to do i, I mentioned on last week's show and i don't know you're you're probably watching him a little bit closer than i am but watching him i i likened him to a, a younger jordy nelson do you see obviously they're both white but do you see any other similarities there with you? <laughs> no no i can see that they're both they're both really good route runners they both have deceptively good speed like on thielen's touchdown yeah, um, he ran away from him he, he ran away from everybody, and and you don't really see that a lot from Thielen. But yeah, he he makes really good cuts, and and his speed, it just like Jordy's, his speed is just completely deceptive. And I I thought as well, and it was I, I don't know who was doing the play by play on that game, but there was three or four times that they mentioned on Thielen, whoever the cornerback was on the right side for the Rams, that they were saying that he was playing very soft coverage. He was giving him kind of ten yards of space, and they were kind of hinting that eventually they were going to go for that inside slant, and that there's just what happened. He just obviously got beaten to the break, and once it was you know it was a, a zero kind of blitz by by the Rams, and once he once he won that ball, it was kind of all she wrote on that one. Uh, the interesting uh, part I want to ask you about as well is over the running back situation. Latavius Murray over the last two weeks has got a little bit extra work. He had 15 carries in this for 95 yards, two touchdowns. Jarek McKinnon, uh, 14 for 48 on the ground and five for 12 through the air. So have we seen a little bit of a, a change a change here in the backfield or is that just something that you think is over the game script in the last couple of weeks? No, I, can see it's, you, you, it's, I can see you screwing up your face. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be game script dependent. Me and uh, John Tuvey, one of my 
what another analyst here at Fanball. Uh, we were saying this on podcasts and in our articles all week. This is a Latavius Murray week. This is going to be Latavius, Latavius a little more bowling ballish to try to run the clock and keep the Rams off the field. And he'll he's he's usually more of the goal line back. So we we really hardcore felt this was a Latavius Murray week. There are other weeks that if like if we played the Falcons. That would be more of a McKinnon week, you know, like it, it, it's going to be game script dependent. I, I think they scheme for that. And uh, we're going to do one more of our uh, thankful things here as we move on through a player that we're thankful for saving our fantasy teams this season. Uh, I'll let you go first in case we have similar ones. But is there any teams that you're kind of looking at the team and you're like, well, this team's pretty much garbage, but you have one or two players on it that are just uh, keeping it uh, going nice and smooth for you? I have, I have one of those exactly, and it's basically just two players. <laughs> uh, and and I, I, was, I was considering this year as a rebuild in, in my main home league that's been around for 26 years. But I just so happened to have guys like Todd Gurley and Travis Kelsey who decided, hey, I'm going to be amazing every single week this year and just yeah. keep me completely afloat. And I'm a top three team in that league because of it. And uh, it's it's funny you mentioned their 26, uh, 26 year league. That league's uh, nearly as old as me, Scott. Just uh, don't want to make <laughs> a bit old or anything. But uh, but oh. wh- when we're looking at players, I actually had I have one team in particular that the trade deadline was very early. It was uh, after week eight, and uh, it's not something I like. But I had uh, a record that season, a losing record, and I thought, oh, let's go into full rebuild. I traded away guys like Mark Ingram, traded away a couple other uh, very solid players that I thought maybe just their older you know like running backs that are older that i want to move on and uh, since that i've uh, gone to win streak and uh, won the last three games so sometimes you think oh, i'm just going to kind of try and rebuild get a high draft pick and just goes the opposite way and you sometimes you can't do anything about that but uh, i mentioned there mark ingram i've him on quite a few rosters of lashawn mccoy and quite a few rosters and we had two uh, down weeks by mccoy but pretty much any day mccoy hits uh, you're getting a win uh, with his performances another 25 point week in uh, ppr this week uh, the other one i guess if you've antonio brown uh, you, you definitely won this week you, there's uh, there's no lineup i don't think that anyone faced uh, against antonio brown this week and won so <laughs> it's uh, no it's, it's like unless maybe this next guy keenan allen uh, what do we expect from keenan allen the rest of the season we had uh, him he had uh, two quiet weeks back to back people were concerned about his usage he had uh, 13 targets in this caught 12 of them 159 yards he had two touchdowns it might even have been in the first uh, quarter of this. So we mentioned earlier uh, Perryman uh, or Peterman turning the ball over uh, early and often in this one. Five turnovers in the first half. So he, he pretty much uh, dominated uh, throughout this game. And he could have had more because Philip Rivers was uh, pulled out of this game in the, uh, early in the fourth quarter. So Keenan Allen, are you expecting, obviously not this, but are you expecting those kind of double-digit target games the rest of the season? I do. I, I like a lot of their matchups, uh, San Diego's matchups uh, coming forward in the end of the season as well. And I, I think they're going to be on the swing upswing. I think they're the best four and six team in the, in the yeah. NFL. It feels like, feels like we say that every year about the chargers, whatever their record is, we're like, they're, they're underperforming. But uh, I, I do like Keenan Allen quite a bit for the rest of the season at this point. Um, yeah. I think I think he was held under seven targets in the last three games, and that was the concern because I know there's been a lot made of it. But Keenan Allen, his uh, production tends to come in his double-digit target games. He's somebody who needs that volume, kind of, because he he's never been a player who's going to you know catch a ball and take it eighty yards. He's somebody who needs you know ten yards, ten yards, sixteen yards, you know that sort of way. So, mm-hmm. uh, but in this game, obviously, uh, absolutely dominant. And he gets uh, this week they are playing on Thanksgiving, which is Thursday in the afternoon. They're playing the Dallas Cowboys, so. 
that should be a, a nice matchup there because uh, we'll be mentioning the Cowboys in just a moment, but that looks like a broken team at this point in time. Uh, the Raiders obviously went up against the Patriots, and it was a game I previewed last week uh, for Rotoviz on the Fantasy Beat podcast, and we kind of predicted that it would be a bonanza and that both teams would freely score. We we pretty much guaranteed that the, the Raiders couldn't stop the Patriots, but we thought that the Raiders would be able to go down the field and kind of march back or even you know later in the game fight their way back into it, but they were just uh, absolutely dominated from the, the very start the entire way through are you at this point in time uh, all out on the Raiders can you you figure out what's uh, going on with you know Derek Carr you know 237 yards he got a, a late touchdown in garbage time it's just he looks to have regressed from what he was able to do last year and Mari Cooper has had struggles uh, he had a touchdown in this one that late touchdown obviously but he only caught three passes for 28 yards Crabtree led the Raiders with 51 yards on six receptions so averaging you know kind of less less than nine yards to catch and then uh, Marshawn Lynch, he disappointed again, but he had 77 yards. He's getting a little bit more on the ground, but it's just, it's it's very, very hard to be confident. I was big this week on Jared Cook, and obviously nothing really came off that either. Yeah, I, I thought this would be a good week. for. I, I was like you. I thought it'd be a bonanza type of week for all of them, but I'm not super scared yet. I'm a little concerned, but the Patriots, it's weird. Over the last three weeks, they're like a top five pass defense somehow it's granted you know brock osweiler helped that <laughs> but uh they held down Derek carr and brock osweiler and philip rivers and you know all under like 240 yards so i don't know maybe the pa- patriots defense is starting to figure it out because belichick's defensive minded and this was the worst their defense had ever been and maybe he's starting to figure it out we, we so. always uh, we always uh, talk about the Patriots and it's that bend and don't break offense and it's been true to true to form over the last couple of weeks. They're just not given at the start of the season they were giving up those big big plays. You know they're giving up sixty yard touchdowns against the Chiefs and now they're just limiting the big plays, making you make uh, the plays to get into the end zone. And there was a, another time yesterday where there was a fumble. Can't remember quite who it was, but a fumble by. Uh, might have been Roberts a fumble uh, in, inside the red zone for the Raiders and the Patriots obviously turned them over got the ball back so they're doing that again oh, yeah. and, and and they have I think in the last I think it's since week four they've limited uh, all opponents to under 17 points per game so you know that's a, a seven or the the bye was in there so that's a six game sample size but you know we're still looking back at the Chiefs game and saying this Patriots team can't defend so uh, obviously there has been improvements made there uh, going back again to our uh, awards category Jake Anderson uh, he's on Twitter at NFL Draft Talker he said who is the player that uh, we're most thankful that we avoided in drafts and uh, I think for me uh, it'll be Terrell Pryor you know with the offseason hype and what we uh, do in Washington yeah. and then of course there's Andrew Luck who we haven't got anything from this season that's obviously uh, if you drafted Andrew Luck uh, you would rather have avoided him is there any player that you're just glad that you know when you see him you're glad that he's not on your roster I have Terrell Pryor in so many places that oh. hurts that hurts just you saying that um, <laughs> I was I was really high on him um, I only have one share of Sammy Watkins and no shares of Bilal Powell and no shares of Jordy Nelson and no shares of Ty Montgomery. And I'm very, very happy for that right now. <laughs> uh, the, you mentioned there, I, I have a lot of Bilal Powell. I've been, a, I, that's, I've been on house train for a long time. And, uh, you know, we had that big week against the, the Jaguars and we thought, oh yeah, this is the start of it. But, uh, you know, sometimes then it all falls apart on you very quickly. <laughs> That's why I'm thankful is because I was very high on him as well. Very high. And I just kept missing. I just couldn't get him. And now I'm, you know, happy that didn't happen. Well, I guess then the next one is uh, somebody who we're, we're, we're not thankful for somebody who is on a, a, a lot of our rosters and we're not happy about it. And I would let you uh, maybe do you want to think about it for a second or have you got one off the top of your head? 
It's probably it is probably Terrell Pryor, uh, or yeah. it could be Jay Ajayi. Um, uh, you are you are you are probably the biggest person. I think if you go through the entire universe, not just the fantasy world, <laughs> I think you are the. Yep, yep. Uh, he even gave me a shout out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it, it, it could pick up. at a, a nice game yesterday in. Uh, and the Eagles have well. a very favorable, very yeah. favorable run schedule. So going maybe down maybe down. you were talking about the second half of the season. I remember you saying that in all those preseason podcasts. The second half of the season, when JJ gets traded from the Dolphins to the Eagles, that's when he's going to be good. Yeah, that's that. That was my call before the season. <laughs> it was a bold call. <laughs> I hope someone listening actually thinks I make that call. Yeah. Oh man, but, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. I I hope he does turn it around because I have him everywhere. But so far, yeah, it's been pretty. It's been pretty rough. Yeah, so uh, the player though that I have to mention, somebody who I was just gobbling up everywhere, trading picks to get, picking him in all my uh, best ball leagues was Kenny Britt. So, uh, oh, thanks yeah. for nothing, Kenny. Thank, thank you for uh, absolutely nothing this season. And uh, then uh, next one up is uh, maybe Ajayi could be the one that falls into this category for you, player that you'll be thankful for uh, that's going to help you win a championship. So a player you think rest of season is going to, to get you over that line. You know, Ajayi could fall in that, but I think some of the the easy ones are. Buffalo Bills, uh, it is a mess right now. But Tyrod Taylor, if he becomes a starter uh, again, <laughs> they have the, chi- <laughs> the Chiefs, the Pats, who we've just said have been better lately. But Chiefs, Pats, Colts, Dolphins, Pats, Dolphins, which all have been susceptible over the course of the year. But they're even more susceptible to the run. So I think I think McCoy could have a huge end of season. But the guy I think might be the biggest boom, Alvin Kamara. I mean, he is a perfect fit against the Falcons, and they have to play the Falcons in week 14 and week 16 for us. So I think that that could be really huge, maybe for Ingram too, but Alvin Kamara could be a guy that you'll just be loving come playoff time. Yeah, and Kamara is just, I think he's been the most impressive rookie from my preseason expectations yeah. to what he's delivered. He's just been absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, a game we thought was going to be another kind of bonanza, but maybe just for one team, was the, the Chiefs against the Giants. We thought that they were yeah. just going to go in there and dominate. Obviously, uh, the weather conditions prior to prior to that game starting made me kind of flip away, you know, pivot away from a lot of uh, my Chiefs players that I don't know them in a lot of DFS lineups, a lot of league formats, and I, I switched them out, um, kind of the weather. I was just very, very concerned about that. But even with the weather, they just didn't perform. They lost to the Giants, and the Giants obviously lost the week before to the 49ers. So sometimes the NFL is just a strange, strange game that we, uh, <laughs> so we just can't forget. Because Andy Reid, too, off a of bye, has one of the best records as a coach yep. off a of bye, uh, you know, in, the, in NFL history. So just uh, didn't work out. Uh, Tyreek Hill did make uh, his catches uh, throughout the game. You know, he got... You know, seven uh, seven catches for sixty eight yards and uh, hit eighteen rushing yards as well. So there was still that there. You know, they didn't kill you. Same with Travis Kelsey. He didn't he threw an interception in this one as well? That's a yeah. Answer. So it, it was just a strange game, and the you know the Chiefs kind of dominated in, in a lot of categories, but lost this one at the end of it all. The one I want to talk about though is the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, they got absolutely demolished, uh, particularly in the second half against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Finished thirty nine thirty seven to nine. So uh, you know. With Zeke out of the lineup, the offensive line has looked uh, terrible in the last two weeks. What What are you thinking for the Dallas Cowboys' rest of the season? You have to be concerned that just with the punishment that Dak's taken, that it's going to be very hard for them to to be productive. Yeah, coming into the year, I mean, they'd lost free and what Leary or whatever, and they their their line was already weaker, and now they lost Tyron Smith the last couple weeks. It's just been it's been crushing, and without Zeke to keep defenses honest, 
teams can pin their ear back, ears back and really rush the passer. And it's made Dak Prescott look average to below average. And uh, it's, it's a mess right now. And in the NFC, you're going to have to hit 10 wins to make the playoffs. And the Cowboys at five wins, I don't think they're winning five of their last six games or whatever. It's just I, I think they've pretty much – pretty much lost out now and and it's going to be too late it's it, it is not good and uh, obviously you mentioned you know the situation in the nfc uh you know the situation in the afc is a little bit uh, more muddled <laughs> yeah. and obviously i mentioned earlier in the show uh, the chargers getting the cowboys this week so i think the cowboys you know i think they'll be feeling sorry for themselves after this one and i think the the chargers uh, will be coming in after absolutely demolishing the bills resting some of their players in the fourth quarter and then going in to play the cowboys i think they'll just be just so full of confidence and i think we could see another uh, game with a, a demolition scoreline like this uh, again this thursday so it's just without zeke Good. this team is just a different uh, story obviously alfred morris did actually play uh, very serviceable in this game he rushed uh, for 93 yards on 18 carries but uh, you know outside of that this team just did not look good at all and the last one now to be thankful for coming from jerry fed he's on twitter at jerry fed and uh, the player you're thankful you bought low on this offseason he says that his was jared goff pretty much everybody was out on jared goff he was kind of the laughing you know he was the punchline in this offseason and he's obviously had a tough game this week but he's been uh, balling out all season long so is there anybody that you bought in in this offseason that uh, you know has been reaping the ward for you this uh, season i think i think the biggest one is probably josh doxson i was able to get him in a couple leagues i, I think people were a little a, a little scared of him i uh, got him in my home keeper league uh for pretty cheap and then i got him in another league for pretty cheap because people people tend to you know back off of the they got into Terrell Pryor and they got they had Crowder and it, it got messy there and Doxon was hurt all last year and I'm very happy with him even though he's not producing yet he just produced this week I think he's going to help me a lot come the end of the season yeah I think we, we've seen it as well and uh, you know he's a player that I've seen over the last couple of weeks developing more and more into what he can be he's had those flashes and it, it, it does take I know we see some wide receivers coming off the bat and they're flying they're catching straight away and they're it takes other players a little bit of time to adapt into it and I think that's what we're going to see with him there was a, a jump ball that he caught uh, over a Saints defender yesterday in the first half and yep. he, he was out of bounds but you know if, if that's inbounds that's just a ridiculous play where he's just out but a bit like we talked about earlier with Hopkins he's just out manning another man and uh, that there can happen uh, a lot as he goes forward if, and we'll see what the quarterback situation is next year there's no point in us trying to predict that we'd be here for another I reminds that I'm going to mention is uh, Robbie Anderson and uh, oh, I, yeah. mentioned this on, I mentioned this on last week's show I was uh, you know saying about Robbie Anderson and I mentioned it on three or four different podcasts this offseason and every single person that I mentioned it to that was on as a guest all just laughed all just <laughs> And then he went and he got arrested. So in, in MFL 10s, and it was pretty much like, you know, 20th round going undrafted. And uh, it was just that people thought, oh, this guy's a goofball and he's playing for the Jets. But you always, I always think somebody has to get those fantasy points as the season moves on. And uh, Robbie Anderson is uh, looking like a, a very, very good wide receiver at this point in time. So that there is uh, going to take us through all the, our, our things that we're thankful for. And uh, obviously we're thankful for uh, the listeners for sticking with us this long. Hopefully they've enjoyed uh, the conversation. Uh, you can obviously follow Scott on Twitter. It's at scottfish24. And I mentioned he is a senior analyst over at fanball.com, uh, the, the Scott Fish Bowl. If you haven't already heard of it, you you should be. I think you've been living under a stone. If you're listening to the Fantasy <laughs> Football Podcast, the, th the great thing this year, uh, Scott, is, you know, if I listen to any podcast, it doesn't matter 
you know, it could be an ESPN podcast, an NFL podcast, could be just any of the guys in the industry, industry doing a podcast, and they're all talking about, you know, the Scott Fishbowl this and the Scott Fishbowl that, and that must be crazy for you if you, you just hear that popping up on a show. It is, it is really weird, especially with the ones that you, I list, you know, that the really big ones that, you know, I can't even imagine why they're talking about, you know, my tournament or whatever, but it's good publicity and it really helps Toys for Tots. The more people that are aware of the fishbowl, yeah. they come in and they come and realize, oh, I can play in these satellites. I can, I can donate to charity and, and maybe get in. I can play with some of the analysts I love. Yeah, I, I will admit though, I really geek out every time I hear it on, on really any podcast, to be honest. Yeah, and I mentioned, you know, on the, on the show a few times recently that when the guests that come on are guys that I listen to, you know, for years listening to podcasts, exactly. that, yeah. and they're coming on the show, and I'd be like, I can't believe that guy's on the show. And sometimes you have to reflect back and be like, this is crazy, but I, I just can't imagine how it feels when you're just listening in, and they're like, oh, they're, that's, oh yeah, that's my, uh, that's my competition they're talking about. But of course, you named it uh, the Scott Fishbowl because you, you're very vain, and you want everyone to talk about uh, Scott <laughs> yeah. Fish. Yeah, I didn't even name it. I want it I, it was a it was a listener league a reader league for my old site, and then I went to Twitter once I closed my site to try to get a new name. We thought of the fishbowl, of course, fishbowl.com, fishbowl.org, fishbowl.net. They're all taken, so just went with Scott Fishbowl, and here we are. <laughs> no, it's, uh, but I think it's better now because the name really it's a, it's a really standout name. And, yeah, uh, it's, SFB it's a lot of works too. Yeah, it's nice and smooth. So uh, if you want to check out more, you can actually just uh, handily go on Twitter and put in that hashtag SFB7, and you'll get like a thousand different people tweeting about how their fantasy <laughs> team went this past weekend. But uh, obviously, I mentioned as well Fanball. Uh, do you want to give a, a quick shout out to the Fanball and what people can uh, do over there? Sure, fanball.com. We have uh, it's a DFS site. We have lots of contests in the lobby to to play in. There's a contest to win a chance to play. You know, if you win the contest, you can be in the fishbowl next year. Um, but yeah, I get, we do lots of podcasts. We have articles that I write there. You can go to the news tab. That's all there. But yeah, uh, go check it out. It's uh, and subscribe to any of our podcasts. I, I'm on most of them, so it's uh, it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and obviously follow scott on twitter at scottfish 24 and you'll be able to find out all the, the different stuff that he's got going on you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland and of course i've been mentioned on the last couple of shows check out those rotoviz uh, podcasts that i've been doing for rotoviz radio lots of different ones each and every week i had sean siegel on last week to talk a little bit yes. about him as the the co-owner of uh, rotoviz some of the stuff with zero rb and his favorite apps to use up there that was the highlight read last tuesday and it's a bit late to go back and listen now but i did preview uh, the, that their patriots raiders game as i mentioned last week and i'll be talking with grant cohen uh talking about the 49ers game this coming week against the seahawks i'm recording that one tomorrow so it's a bit of an earlier edition than usual but uh, it will be still coming out on thursday to preview ahead to this sunday's game so we'll see how the seahawks do in monday night football i'll be talking about that then of course this week so check all that out uh, it's on rotoviz radio but check out rotoviz.com as well follow me on twitter at overtime ireland use those discount codes as i mentioned for nfl shop europe and uh, until i'm back with another show next week no actually next week matt Kelly's on the show uh, and I know a lot of people have been crying out for that since I was on uh, his Roto Underworld podcast so don't miss that one next week make sure you're subscribed and uh, until then have a good one Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word This has been an Overtime Ireland production 